We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Game three in the TD. Can we just call the guard? We'll call mm-hmm. the guard. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Got Aaron Larsoul across from me. We're going to give you a nice little game day preview. We're hoping to do this for the entire finals. Um, Aaron, there's been some quotes. Indeed, there have. Game, yeah, indeed game three. You know, you know, the, the age old adage is a series doesn't start until the home team loses. Right. But the Warriors lost game one. And I say we amend that. A series does not start until Draymond Green gets under your skin. <laughs> uh, yes. I, you know what? Uh, now that it seems like the Warriors are back, back, and are, are probably going to be uh, participating in a bunch of series going forward for the next few years, it would seem at least. I, I think that's a fair rule. And Draymond has a way of getting under people's skin, even in games and series he isn't playing in. So I think, I think can, we can go with that. I mean, dude, before game one, we got, you know, Cedric Cornwood, Maxwell out here saying they're tuxedo players. Right. Side note. By the way, by the way, elite, like 99th or 100th percentile. Is there such thing as 100th percentile? I don't know. 99th percentile nickname. Cornbread Maxwell is such a good nickname. It is. But with that said, it's just like I'm sitting here. I'm going like, dude, these guys have been in the biggest games for a decade, and we're right. still going with the year one tropes that they're soft, that they don't like to play through contact, that right. sort of thing. And um, you know, maybe it's because the Warriors just haven't played Boston. You know, Boston's usually losing in the first round, so they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't know what the Warriors are like in these moments. Um, they feel good about their wins over the Warriors in December and January that they get every mm-hmm. year. Uh, but let's let's get to the quotes here. Ime Udoka, if I was a player, I'd probably get a double technical immediately. Grant Williams said, we don't want anyone suspended or technicals. We just want it called straight. Mm-hmm. And other players echoed basically the same thing up and down the line. Yeah, Jalen Brown definitely. Jalen Brown in the yeah. post game, like he looked, he looked still mad. I could tell Draymond was in his head. So let, let's start with a couple things here. One, did Draymond do his job? Yes. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. 
because if he has the Celtics in the post game talking about this sort of thing, then obviously it is something that is on their mind during the game. And Me- any media emotional- session two days later, they're still talking about it. any any emotional energy uh, or emotional bandwidth, intellectual bandwidth that Draymond can get them thinking about Draymond and the antics as opposed to the basketball is absolutely a win for for Draymond. Right, and let's, let's let's back this up real quick. So I haven't actually had a chance to talk with you about it. No, we haven't yet. The the whole technical thing. What do you think? Um. I think, I think it is I, I, my actually like my main takeaway from it is it was strange on the broadcast that Steve Javi basically admitted that there's different treatment for different guys. Um, yeah, and you're not supposed to admit that. And, and, and that in, in the moment, right. Play different players and different moments are officiated differently, but I think they should be basically, I mean, like who, unless you're a Celtics fan, who wants Draymond ejected from that game? It's not good for ba- it's not good for, for the basketball. For a, for a nothing burger. The reason right. they, the, the, the reason they tee them up for ejection there is to keep it from escalating. And and by the way, like it probably that pr- he probably does get ejected in a regular season game. And he probably yeah. should be. And Boston would have got their January 12th win over the Warriors that they love to talk about. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, like, I I don't think I guess like unless you are a Celtics fan, I don't think, or player or coach or whatever, I don't think anybody else thinks it is better for the, for that moment. If Draymond gets ejected. Um, or for the it, finals, like, like, yeah, no, it's not like, yeah, right. Unless you're a Cavs fan, you don't want Draymond missing a game, being suspended for a game. Um, I did hear, I, I listened, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but I listened to, to the low post with, with Van Gundy on it. And, he makes a really interesting point. Van Gundy did whatever you think of his broadcast. And he basically said the Celtics need to either completely ignore everything Draymond is doing or completely engage and kind of try to bait him into it. And I, I think that's probably right. No half measures. I exactly. actually, I, I like that. That's a good point. You, yeah. You, like go at, go at him. Every time he, he complains, he gets in your face and, and is talking shit, go back at him and see if you can get him tossed. Or or just ignore it. But Correct. like this whole like half reaction thing, that's exactly what Draymond wants. Yep. Um, all right, let's let's get to it then. What do you think is gonna happen game three here? Because I this is gonna be the main storyline. Um, you know, are they gonna call Draymond tighter? Is Boston gonna react to him? How aggressive is Garden gonna be? Like, I, I can tell you right now, I do not need to watch the game, although I will. Um, to know that Draymond is going to get so excited by the crowd booing him. Like, we might get some 2016-level Draymond because that guy, he needs that energy. Like, he feeds off of it arguably better than anyone in the NBA. So as it relates to Draymond, what do I expect? I expect he's going to get a T. He'll probably get a T early. And he will probably toe the line again. And he's more likely to get tossed in Boston just because of human nature than he was in game games one or two. I also think Draymond is gonna he's gonna foul a lot. Some of it he's gonna get called for. And I think he probably turns the ball over a bunch. Um, I think I think my guess why, why, is why, why are you going this route? 
because because I think Draymond uh, is going to get really like he's going to feed into all of it. So you think he's going to go too far into it? You think he's going to lose focus? I, I don't like this for Delina. No, I know. I don't, I don't like it. And by the way, one of, I think one of the reasons that the Warriors have had their turnovers under control in the first two games is there's because there's been less Draymond on offense. Um, I think, I think he might, yeah, I, th- I think Draymond is going to in game three, I think it's going to be like a Draymond really getting to the line emotionally game. Um, but if the Warriors can withstand that early, and there's obviously there's always some positive that comes along with Draymond like getting to the line, but if if the Warriors can withstand that early, um, I think the Warriors will win Game Three. And if the Warriors are able to withstand that initial TD Garden punch and that emotional Draymond, where I think he may get a little bit outside of himself, I think the if the Warriors can win Game Three, I think the Warriors win the series pretty convincingly. Yeah, um, I was talking to Andy before and. Mm-hmm. I agree with him on this take. I think this is going to be Boston's biggest punch. I agree. They it, should, it has to be, right? They should win this game, and the Warriors should theoretically be desperate to win game four to send it back 2-2. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get Boston, because the way they're speaking right now, I don't know how they respond if they can if they lose game three. Like They have somehow turned a 1-1 split in – Golden State, which is objectively a win when you're the yeah. lower seed, yeah, into pressure on themselves. They got so they reacted so heavily to Draymond that I feel like they're going to come out so amped that if they don't win this game, there's a there's a serious potential for a spiral. That's just I like, agree. I might be reading too much into it, but like you, you really can only play the refs kind of screwed us, blah 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 card once in a series Mm -hmm. and they went all in on it coming into this game and whether they're right or wrong they did come all into it they're going home their their fans are going to be insane if they lose game three i mean we might be talking about five honestly now i don't i don't i don't expect it to go five because i think these teams are a little more evenly matched than that but i do feel like they put a lot of pressure on themselves emotionally and just kind of like karmically that they didn't necessarily need to and that's kind of what i'm looking at here i'm like damn they they literally got the best case scenario in the bay they got a split they got a they got a split and they are acting like they're in desperation mode so i i I think there's psychology involved here um and they did play there and that's what i was going to say earlier when you were reading all of all those comments this is a thing that usually coaches usually players tend to stay out of it but coaches will do in a series it's you know the old Phil Jackson thing is you know you 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 put the the attention on the refs to try to get a better whistle next time and I think they did it at the right time going back home is the right time to because you're going to get that that boost anyway from going back home and you're generally going to get a better whistle at home so really like doubling down on that before they go home, I think it is the right time, but you're correct. You can only play that card once. I think the, to your point that the, the Celtics did about as well as you could hope, like, yes, a split is what you want. However, I think if, if the Celtics could have their druthers or any, any road team in a series, I think you, if you're going to split in the first two games, I think you want to win the second one because you want to have the positive momentum going home. 
sure um to carry it over so you're right like it feels it was a split which is like job done but it also feels like the celtics are in trouble just because of the recency bias of the last game um and the more information that teams get the, the closer we get to the ideal series the ideal from both teams when both teams start making yeah, 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 so yeah, like yeah. the later you go in a series the, the like the more water finds its own level right like who is actually better and so i think if you're the road team or if you're boston you would have rather have lost game one and then won game two um so i disagree that it's like ideal in that sense but i do agree that because of those comments and because of how game two went and frankly because the warriors have been the better team for almost the entire series other than the fourth quarter of game four i i do agree with you that the celtics are like kind of in trouble if game three doesn't go well we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so let's take us in a different direction. Well, not a complete different direction, but Warriors' perspective. Are there any key adjustments they need to make? Obviously, game two was a huge win, um, literally a blowout. You know, main guys didn't play the fourth quarter. Steph played, what, 32 minutes, something like that. Um, Is there anything they should be looking to do different going into game three? Because every game takes a life of its own. Yeah. What would you be looking for going into game three? Is there any sort of adjustment you'd be looking for them to make? Anything, any, yeah. what are your key points at this point? Yeah, so I think that um, the beginning of the game is really, really important. Um, and uh, in, in, the, in the, the, the first three quarters, the competitive portion of the game through the three quarters, Clay had played less and uh, Poole had played less. And I think GP2, because of how i mean he is like he is perfect for the warriors in this series specifically he's a he's just he's a good player but in this series specifically he is another option to guard one of the jays straight up 
And because of how disruptive he is, he gets the Warriors out in transition. The Warriors play faster with him on the floor. So I think the, I think he's, he's the first sub and I think he needs to come in earlier. And frankly, I think it's for clay. Um, Unless, unless clay has it going, if clay has it going fine, you ride with him. But uh, he came in for, for Wiggins in the first quarter in game two. I think GP two needs to come in earlier, play more. And unless clay has it going, I think that GP two comes in for clay and that could be, that could be four or five minutes into the game. GP two, by the way, led the bench in minutes. I was a little shocked by that. Like, I just didn't know what to expect from him with the fractured elbow. Like Mm -hmm. what was realistic for him? I knew a healthy GP two was going to be very useful in the series. I just didn't know how healthy he'd be. Um, And it played out exactly like you're saying. Um, And continue to stay on defense, stay home, continue to stay home. Because the Celtics shot well from three again. They were more difficult shots than they had in game one. But the Warriors just did. The, the Celtics just were better shot makers in game two than they were in game one. And it still only got them to 88 points. Stay home. If guys beat you one-on-one, so be it. Stay home. This really does feel like whoever wins the turnover battle will win every game in the series. Boston, both teams are loose at the ball. Like, let's mm-hmm. be honest about it. But Boston particularly has not won a single game in the playoffs and they've turned it over 16 or more times. Much to Steve Kerr's displeasure, the Warriors have actually won games and they turn it over 20 times, <laughs> <coughs> which makes coaching them hard, and I get it. But um, I do think turnovers are kind of the key thing in this one. And so... Um, and not I mean, all turnovers are created equal. No, either. they're not. They're not. Um, the live ball turnovers and the Warriors, the Warriors have 15 steals. The Warriors over the years have have been amazing at throwing pick sixes for no apparent yeah. reason, which is like literally the most frustrating thing ever. But anyway, um, I agree with you on your GP2 point. The, the second thing I'd say is to get Clay going, they need to get him even more off ball than he is. Um, and by that, I mean he needs to literally only take catch and shoots. He's still one of the best players in the NBA at those. He sees a couple go through. His rhythm starts coming. Um, brutal first two games for him, but they're going to need him to be better uh, to win four games in this series. And honestly, I think it's probably a positive sign that they won game two as handily as they did with him shooting as poorly as he did. One thing that plays to the Warriors' advantage that I don't think we've talked about here is if this was a different team, Clay might have shot them out of the game. But because Boston is pretty jump shot reliant, they're not the most explosive offense in the NBA. They they just aren't. <laughs> so it allows it allows Steve Kerr to like see what's going with Clay and then go to GP two. Whereas um, a better offensive team, they might have been down twenty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. So I think that plays in their advantage. But I I did like the pacing that Steve Kerr did with the subs last game. He was pretty quick with moving guys without panicking and rushing. And I, I, another thing, because you, you mentioned this, uh, in, in, uh, when, when I talked to you in the lead up to, for the preview for game two about the Celtics, not really having a, a point guard. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think, I think GP two and Wiggins playing together is important. I didn't love him coming in for Wiggins and leaving clay. And also because clay wasn't playing well and hasn't played well. So I, I think I would go with Wiggins and GP2 because then you can let Dre roam still a little bit. Which is where uh, he's best. I mean, and, he's the best free safety. So. And I think the other really important part of that is 
the Celtics, they're so ISO heavy, they're jump shot reliant, and you can bait them into bad habits. I think having those two guys on the floor together gives you an opportunity, no matter who is initiating offense, because they don't really have a point guard, as you mentioned. Um, I think the Warriors should pressure up and guard, you know, you're not, not you're not going to guard 94 feet for 48 minutes, but I think pressuring them um, in the backcourt, I think matters because you will get the Celtics to fall into those bad habits, playing against the shot clock even later than they already are. I'm uh, pulling up the stats right now. Between the second and third quarter in game two, the Wiggins-GP2 combo played 10 minutes, and they were plus 10 in those 10 mm-hmm. minutes. I do agree with you. Like You want wing defense against the Celtics. Those are your two best wing defenders. Um, they need to play them more together or con- continue to play them. And I understand it's a little bit of a mix and match thing, but like if both Jays are in, you want to get those two in there. Um, final point before we get out of here. Do you think Boston changes their defense on Steph Curry? Because through two games, they haven't really doubled. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've, they've thrown four buys at him when he's moving, but like they haven't like made a conscious effort to blitz him. Uh, they played some drop coverage, and obviously Steph's done whatever he wanted to do. Uh, yes, I do. I think I think that is the, I think that is the biggest adjustment we're going to see, right? And the team that loses the previous game is the one that's going to make the first adjustment, right? We saw that, as I mentioned on, on the last time I was on with, with uh, Dre guarding Jalen Brown. I thought that was the the adjustment the Warriors needed to make, and they did make. Um, and the Celtics didn't really make any adjustments because they had won game one. Now, once you lose, it is kind of on the Celtics to make the big adjustment. And I think that is the one that they need to make because Steph, you know, Steph, <laughs> Steph did Steph stuff in game one too. This isn't working for them guarding. Uh, I think Steph has a, an, there's an offensive rating. I think it's like 121 or something. Yeah. When Steph out, is on the floor, <clears throat> I threw it out there 121 with Steph, 90 with Steph off. Right. And that is the, the Celtics league average is 110 ish, just to be the clear. Celtics and the Celtics had the best defense in the league and were like historically good in the last, you know, whatever 40 or 50 games of the year. They can't beat the Warriors with that being the case. So, yes, I do expect. Is it going to be a little bit of like Nick Nurse boxing one? You may see some of that. I do think, I don't think it will be uh, just blitz always. I think they're going to switch up coverages. Marcus Smart generally does a decent job. I mean, Steph is Steph, so you're not going to stop him, but he does a decent job of hounding Steph. Um, But yes, I think you are going to see, we will start to see some, I don't know about fully committing to a double, um and a full blitz but i think you're going to see more of that and the celtics trying to force the warriors to play four on three which isn't a great option either because the warriors are really good four on three and have been doing it for eight years and this Uh, might be one of their better teams to take advantage of it given you know wiggins better offensive threat than um alfonso mckinney um (laughs) jordan Poole, you can always throw him in there Uh, if you i think the key the key to that though is how healthy is Robert Williams? Yeah. Because if if Robert Williams isn't, if he's moving like he ha- he was in the second half of, of game two, I don't, you can't really do that because like if, if he, if he is, dim- if he is diminished, the Celtics are in real trouble defensively. How about that? 
There's yeah. not a good answer. If he's diminished, they don't have a good answer. Yeah. All right. We'll be here after game three on Spotify Live. You guys know where to find us. Aaron, appreciate you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.